Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Hi, I'm the Asian sensation Kanji. You're listening to Queen's Court. Hi guys, this is the Queen of Queen's Massage talking and I am so happy to introduce you to the Queen's Court. my darlings and welcome to this very special episode of Queenie Suggests, a brand new series right here on Queen's Court. You guys, something special, something new and something exciting. I wanted to end 2019 by highlighting podcasts that Queenie thinks that you should be listening to. Yes, that's right. (laughs) I have a wide variety of podcasts that I listen to, of course, and I wanted to highlight some that I feel like, you know, people should hop on board with. (laughs) Not just because I say so, but because they are in a, you know, a fun, enjoyable experience. So I started this series, Queenie Suggests, and the first episode is featuring two members of the podcast, Dojo and Dynamite, Ashley and Rich. I reached out to them and said, hey, listen, you know, I like what you guys do. I want to bring some eyes onto what you guys are producing and your podcast. Would you be down to have a conversation with me? And they said yes. So that's exactly what this is. We get to know them a little bit here, talk about wrestling fandom, and of course, all about their podcast, Dojo and Dynamite. Tis the holiday season, you guys, and I wanted to give back to people in the wrestling community that I feel need to have more ears and more eyes on what they're creating. So without further ado, strap in babies for episode number one of Queenie Suggests. Okay, everybody, welcome to the very first episode of Queenie Suggests right here on Queen's Court. It's a very special series that I wanted to start. I gave you a little brief introduction before we uh, dove into this, so I'm not going to reiterate too much. But what I will say is I'm super excited to welcome my guests today from Dojo and Dynamite, Ashley and Rich. Welcome to Queen's Court. How are you doing today? Hi, we are. We're doing really well. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thanks a lot. We really appreciate this. Oh, well, I appreciate you guys, which is the whole point of having this awesome conversation. Um, so, you guys, I know Ashley from um, from Twitter, but we hadn't really had too much interaction until we started this uh, little t-shirt thing, huh, Ashley? <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, we did. You're right about that. Yeah. So I found that uh, these two lovely people were doing a podcast and I was very interested. So I dove right in right away and I was so curious as to what these two had to offer. But I'm really excited to a little bit get to know you guys and have the listeners get to know you before we dive in all about this awesome podcast that you do. Um, 
I'm curious as to your uh, your story a little bit. So if you wouldn't mind, whatever you're comfortable with, share a little bit about yourselves with with the listeners, your wrestling fandom, you know, wrestling Twitter, whatever, <laughs> something like that. Absolutely. So to, to give a background on how the two of us met, uh, I'm actually originally from Chicago. Rich is from, I'm from the Chicagoland area. Rich is from New Jersey. And we met at WrestleMania 29. I, I had my high school graduation present was the travel package to attend uh, WrestleMania in the New York, New Jersey area. And we were waiting in line to meet the Shield, actually. Yeah, we were. And <laughs> he was standing behind me and he was wearing um, a Michael Bennett t-shirt. And the night before I had gone to the ROH Supercard of Honor. So I was like, you know what? Just talk to him about the show. Never going to see this guy again. <laughs> and that was six years ago. And now we're both living in New Jersey, um, attending wrestling events all around the world. And here here we are with the podcast. <laughs> wow, what a story. <laughs> that is so dang cool, you two. It was unexpected that's not how i um imagine my life turning out at this point but <laughs> yeah it's pretty crazy yeah it, it was it was crazy. completely unexpected yeah but cool i would imagine <laughs> no it it definitely was um do you have anything you want to about that no i mean you that? summed it up we we just <laughs> talked you, you assumed hey listen i'm never gonna talk to this guy again i'm not nervous i'll never wrong. see him again well you were you were very wrong well, indeed, <laughs> seeing us we're here today. Yeah, right? Oh, I think that's wonderful. What a really cool story. And so WrestleMania, right? So mm -hmm. did your both of your fandoms start with WWE? Did it go back a little further when it was WWF? I'm a little curious about your, your wrestling fandom stories. So for me, um, I got into wrestling a little bit later in life not late but I started watching in 2006 I was 12 at that point which I feel like a lot of people that I know started watching when they were like very young like with their with their parents but mm -hmm. I started with WWE um first show I really sat down and watched was Unforgiven 2006 and that was all I knew so for many years really up until that Wrestlemania show I really only paid attention to WWE. I started to dabble into the independent scene with Ring of Honor. I, I listened to Colt Cabana's Art of Wrestling podcast, which gave me great exposure to the other talent that's out there. And then, you know, once once Rich and I had met, um, he started to introduce me to other aspects of wrestling. We went to a CZW Tournament of Death two <laughs> years in a row, I think 2014 and 2015. And then... Um, you know, with the whole AEW, um, that completely changed my perspective on wrestling. I don't really pay attention to WWE too much at this point. Mm. Um, we've I've migrated to AEW, New Japan, and then trying to follow the independent scene. Not as well as I, I could be, but, you know, everything I get now is through AEW and New Japan. Gotcha. Yeah, and... Um, mine was a little earlier than yours was. Mm -hmm. I, I started really when I was a kid. I had a television in my bedroom. 
And every once in a while, I would flip through the channels and I would catch wrestling. So I didn't know what channel it was, what time it was, what day it was, but I would kind of catch it and I'd be immediately interested in what I was seeing. And after that, about 2002, Brock Lesnar was on SmackDown. And that was my first real experience with watching this Thursday night television series on UPN. And we would watch with my brothers, we would watch Brock Lesnar and the Guerreros. They were tag teaming Edge and Rey Mysterio and Kurt Angle. And, you know, we had that whole group, I guess they were known as kind of Paul Heyman's guys at that point. And that's when I really got into it was started in 2002. I moved into the independence about 2011. Uh, we went to our first Ring of Honor show, was Best in the World 2011 in Hammerstein Ballroom. And it was Eddie Edwards versus Davey Richards for the world title. And that immediately locked me into the independence. And we went to CZW and we went all over the place. And we ended up, you know, meeting at WrestleMania. And then after that, we went to shows in Chicago, Las Vegas. I mean, we were all over the place. Yeah. So funny to think now how much your your fandom has evolved and changed, you know, from when you were younger and and now you get to go see all these things and travel to see wrestling. It's, it's such a different world than when we were kids, and I find that super endearing. And I'm wondering what is it per, like about wrestling right now in in 2019 as we're closing 2019 and looking to 2020 that you are uh, really invested in it and, and it's keeping you in the world of wrestling. 2019 has been absolutely wild for wrestling. I think I actually said that to you on Twitter. Yes, yes. Insane. (laughs) Um, You know, as I had mentioned, I I started out primarily just with WWE. And Mm -hmm. I, I, I haven't been really satisfied with the product. I feel like it's gotten a little stale. Um... And I felt myself just over the past couple of years, really after that WrestleMania that we met at, kind of drifting away from wrestling, which was a it, it's sad because, as I said to Rich um, at Full Gear, I was like, growing up, all I wanted to do was like get older, go to wrestling events with my friends, have a beer and just enjoy the show. Mm-hmm. And now we're doing that. Well, you're living yeah. your dream. <laughs> you're living your dream now. Yeah. <laughs> guys <laughs> um, that's right but you know wwe wasn't giving me that that same fulfillment for a while so i i kind of drifted away and um we still followed it we still watched loosely. all the pay-per-views yeah but again it was you know how hard it was to hold engagement through a three-hour raw during some sure. of these middle periods yeah oh man and then you know aew came about and it just it completely changed my view on everything they do a great job engaging with the fans on social media with their youtube shows we've had the starcast events i just feel like they care about us um i feel like it's something that we're involved in with the shows and then i met Mm -hmm. uh, i got exposed to new japan which is just a beautiful artwork with the wrestling itself and just the new exposure i've had has kind of reignited my passion for wrestling this year yeah, 2019 has been a really, really good year. You know, we, we started really with that press conference of announcing the ticket sales for AEW's Double or Nothing. Mm-hmm. So I grew up in New Jersey. I went to college in Las Vegas. And then I finished my college career in Chicago with you. 
So I was kind of all over the map. So when I saw it, I was immediately intrigued with the MGM Garden Arena and the pool area where they shot that ticket press conference, ticket announcement. And immediately, as you said, I put the I put it on the television. She's you know she's watching it, and we're watching it. And immediately, Kenny Omega comes out at the end of that. He he gets announced, and she said, "Wow, this feels like a big deal." Mm-hmm. And ever mm-hmm. since then, everything that they've done has been a big deal. Yeah. And that's how I got really back into my full fandom, as you can call it, where we followed it. We watched WrestleMania. We watched SummerSlam. We watched every pay-per-view. We have the network, of course. I've had it since the day it released. But trying to keep up, especially with like SmackDowns, I mean, you know, unfortunately, they just weren't holding attention. And they were on Tuesday nights. But this one immediately was, I have to go to this Double or Nothing event. I have to get tickets to this event, which were impossible, by the way. I don't know if anybody <laughs> yeah. else had a challenge doing this. This was the hardest ticket I have ever gotten in my entire life. And in Las Vegas, a city that I'm very comfortable in, we called every casino host, every, you know, you know, the MGM has M life cards and anybody who goes to the, we tried every way, shape and form to get these tickets and it was near impossible. So it made it immediately feel like, wow, this is a huge deal. If I have to go this hard to get a ticket to a wrestling show. Yes. And that immediately triggered in all in both of us and all our friends also were watching it that this is going to be a big deal and we have to pay attention to this and 2019 immediately became a huge wrestling year for everybody and now 2020 the vision is hopefully we can get aew new japan's coming to america hopefully everybody can kind of get integrated and everybody at home can have a chance to experience all of these things hopefully go to these shows these new shows and i'm not saying you got to go away from wwe but if you're not satisfied with that product that's why we run the dojo and dynamite we want to introduce people to this other product that you can also enjoy right there's so many alternatives right Exactly. That's, that's the story of 2019, I feel like. And even yeah. 2018 to some extent. I feel like we, as wrestling fans, uh, I feel like 2019 is the year of opportunities. And 2020 will be the year of growth of those opportunities. And, I, and I'm and i so thrilled <laughs> about that. Uh, at, you know, we, yeah. we can, I think, all agree safely that um, this is something for wrestling fans, no matter what you love. It's as you mentioned, a big deal. It's huge because we get so much more out of what we're about to see come in the, in the next year. Absolutely. So who are your, if you had to rapid fire off the top of your brain right now, say your top two favorite wrestlers, who would they be? You go first. Me? Yeah. (laughs) So as of right now, Mm. Okada is my number one favorite wrestler. (laughs) Great choice. I love that guy. I mean, <laughs> I, I love, love that him guy so much. Uh, Okada is my number one, and truthfully, Cody's my number two. Cody's been so fantastic this year, and he's shown me, and I've grown and shown me so much of his growth since he left WWE. But just my connection to him, how much he cares about the fans, and then the match he had with Dustin at Double or Nothing was my favorite match of all time. So. Mm-hmm. Right now, Okada and Cody. For me, my my number one is Tamatonga. Um, <laughs> I think he's just so 
awesome and so badass. So he is, he's my number one. But my number two would be Moxley. Um, we actually were recording an episode last night and we touched on this same topic. Uh, seeing Mox come out at Double or Nothing, just to be in the crowd for that, was a moment I'm never going to forget. He was the first person to really step away from the WWE because Jericho and Cody, you know, they've been out for a while, Cody longer than Jericho, but they were going to do this regardless. So seeing Mox kind of defy authority and the the warm welcome he had, I've just, I felt extremely connected to him ever since that. And he's just been killing it every single week on Dynamite and um, just with everything AEW has been doing. So those would be my two. Great choices for the both of you. So you mentioned that you were uh, talking about Mox on your podcast recording last night. And I know um, you have six episodes down. And and I saw on your Twitter that you were recording and your computer restarted during the middle. I'm so sorry. Oh, my (laughs) Um, God. (laughs) That's the worst when that happens. I saw that and I was like, oh, no. (laughs) So hopefully you're able to, to fix it. But you're about to be seven episodes down into Dojo and Dynamite. So let's start at the beginning. What inspired you to say, I'm going to get a microphone, we're going to sit down together, and we're going to record this particular show? Well, it was it was really Rich's idea. He was the brainchild behind the whole podcast itself. Um, as we mentioned, this year has reignited the love and wrestling for the two of us. Mm-hmm. And I, I know, at least for myself, Growing up, wrestling was always something I wanted to be a part of. I wanted to be a wrestler. Um, that was my ultimate dream. But really, any way I could get involved in the business, that's you know something I longed for. And then once I graduated college, I started work, and it just it hasn't been fulfilling. I work in a call center. I don't love what I'm doing, and you know we're like we just we have to take action. You can't just sit and let life pass you by otherwise you're not like how are we going to work in wrestling if we don't do anything so we just kind of took the leap and figured let's give it a shot do you have anything to add uh yeah i mean it was something that i want to do for a while because you know how much can two people sit next to each other talk about wrestling all the time talk about the stories talk about you know the news the breaking news the developing you know of all of these things and people joining companies and not share with anybody else you know it's it's not saying we don't have friends but there's only so much that i can reach and it's kind of hey you know what maybe other people out there also want to talk about wrestling with us so why don't we try something to engage everybody so that was really my goal well that's a great goal. <laughs> if you're going to do a podcast, I think that especially about wrestling, you know, such a conversation piece for all of us who are fans. And I think you're right. A lot of people love to talk about wrestling. If you look on wrestling Twitter alone, I mean, the, the opinions are endless. People have yeah. a lot to say. So I, I definitely think you're spot on with that. And I know in your first episode, you guys were touching on how, you know, you would talk about nearly anything, but specifically you wanted to talk about New Japan and AEW. And you talked a little bit about it in our fandom Uh, section earlier but you're focusing on these two why why is this what you want to to showcase to other people truthfully it's because it's what i like Mm -hmm. Uh, you know it's just trying to find something you like 
and I'm hoping that other people also like it, but it really reinvigorated what wrestling was supposed to be about. Both of these companies, especially AEW, have this gritty kind of childhood-like feel that I remember watching when I was a kid. And it was this connection to maybe it was just the appearance of the ring in the arena where you had like a black rope instead of having the colored ropes. And we had a, a stage and kind of this, this just like this gritty filter, it seems like, coming over it. It reminded me of watching pay-per-views when I was 10 years old. Or I would go to my friend's house and we'd all collectively clamor and pay $10 to watch SummerSlam together, you know? And nowadays, everything's become such this large-scale production on the WWE that with new Japan, you get this really high quality. It doesn't matter how the lighting is in the arena. They go to all these different legendary Japanese halls and in AEW, they use this gritty filter and kind of make you feel like you're in this almost like an attitude era, even though Cody says he wants to kill that. But it's kind of like this attitude era where everybody kind of feels so united together as a fan base. And that's why I, focused heavily on that well, what about you yeah I, on that same point uh as he said these are two promotions that we like very much um wwe is just not something i've been into recently and while we'll you know we'll cover it if there's something worth talking about i don't want to sit and be negative just for the sake of being negative it's not something that appeals to me so i, I don't want to record for 40 minutes just bashing a product that's not what we're trying to do at all it's giving exposure for what we like and talking about what we enjoy if that makes sense yeah don't get me wrong WWE has far superior talent all widespread probably than anybody else i mean from the depths and the corners of their roster these guys are supremely athletic these men and women are supremely athletic uh very talented wrestlers it's just the two of us collectively just don't really agree with how it's being put together. And the other two shows have been so well done that it's just... Yeah, we found our alternative and We that's... find what we like and we talk about it. Exactly. That's, that's yeah. it. Yeah, and I think that's great. And something I really admire about you both is, is what you just spoke on, Ashley. You know, there's a lot of... Um, uh, interpromotion war going on, right? And some of it's yeah. tongue in cheek with Wednesday nights with NXT, and it's it's all good fun. But there are people out there who are like, you know, oh, people who like AEW just like to constantly dog on WWE and vice versa, and that's just not the case. And that's what I like about what you guys are are putting forward. You're like, look, this is what we like, this is what we enjoy. These are the two that we feel most connected to. We want to share it with you guys because there's a ton of people who like the same thing. So it's not like you know you're in this tiny little corner. <laughs> And you're like, everything right. else sucks. And we only like, you know, it's not like that, which is exactly. something I feel like we can appreciate. You know, as podcasters, it's tough, right? There's a lot of people, you know, who like so many different things. You're never going to please everybody. Uh, okay. And and the best thing is just to talk about what you love the most, because that's what makes a really good show, at least from my humble opinion. Um, but you have uh, an interesting name. So Dynamite, I can see why. But why Dojo? Dojo and Dynamite. Where did where did that name That was that was your brainchild up there. Yeah, so we were trying to think of a name for the podcast and you need something catchy I feel like to mm-hmm. have people remember it. And I I I had some bad ones that I came up with. I, <laughs> I think everybody does. I don't I don't oh, remember yeah. them. But you know, we we knew what our focus was, you know, we wanted New Japan and we wanted 
Um, AEW, so like you said, Dynamite is an obvious one. And I literally just happened to think, I threw it together. I was like, well, they've got, they train in the dojo. So dojo's representing New Japan. Dynamite's representing AEW. And it was actually my least favorite name I came up with. Yep. (laughs) And you loved it. And you ran it by a few people, uh, some of our friends, and they all liked it. So that's, that's what ended up sticking. But it just kind of came together. <laughs> well, it's it's catchy, right? The D and the D part, uh, it's easy to remember. And that's exactly right. When you're picking a name, it needs to be something that people are going to be like, wait, how do you say that again? It's not something you want, right? You want to do right, something exactly. that people are like, it's easy to talk about and easy to remember and, and follow. So I, I think it's great. I actually really like it as well. Um, for you guys, though, when you you know you made this show and now you're about to be seven episodes in, what's one thing that you feel people who don't listen to you should know about what you have to offer? I think that we're open to listening to what anybody wants us to talk about. We're more than willing to. We've we've asked multiple times on the episodes if anybody has any topics to talk about, any questions. We want to engage. This whole goal is just to engage with people, not just to take my opinion and shove it down your throat. I want right. to talk and engage with the fans and engage with people on the internet that may not have an opportunity to talk to people in their relatively close life about their fast their their you know passion and their fan base of wrestling. So that was really what. I want to get conveyed with our podcast going in and every week we're going to attempt at the very best to get one done every week Mm -hmm. so that we show this stability and that we want people to engage. And I'm glad that we have had some questions and some comments from people. And I hope that we can continue to do that. Yeah, we're, we're really just, I think we said it in one of the first couple episodes, just trying to keep the conversation going. Um, As Rich had mentioned, we talk wrestling all the time. We wanted to share that with everyone else just to see, you know, hey, do you agree with us? Do you not? What do you like? What do you not like? And just try to kind of expand our relationships in a sense. Um, I didn't have a lot of people growing up that watched wrestling with me. So I know that's something I would have enjoyed um, to kind of share my passion. So like you said, just giving people a chance to reach out, interact and just talk about what they what they love, what they enjoy. Do you have any goals for Dojo and Dynamite for, for 2020? I'm trying to expand our listenership. Um, I would, like I said, I, I always wanted to work in wrestling in some way, shape, or form. So we figured, in a sense, that this is also a way we could kind of get ourselves out there as much as we're trying to just build our relationships um my long-term goals i want to be able to open a store on pro wrestling teams that is <laughs> yes. Yes. Followers for, i think I so know. we we have a long way to go but we could just start climbing towards that <laughs> uh, that's part of my goals for the year yeah the, the goals are attainable it, it, it's also kind of a practice you know you want to be involved in the wrestling business you got to start somewhere and you also have to have some experience and some practice so 
talking in a podcast, having an interview like today, when you have to kind of put yourself on the spot and have a conversation with somebody else and attempt to relay that information properly. And, and you know, it, it's all about taking each step and hopefully we can get great fan engagement. And I think the long term is that we can continue to do this over time and, and have more engagement and have a, a good time with everybody else. Well, I think those are awesome goals. And it's, um, you know, for me, just listening to you guys, like, you know, I messaged Ashley and, and invited them on, you guys who are listening. And I was like, you know, I really like what you guys are doing. It's new and fresh and fun. And that's what I'm looking for, you know, when I'm listening to podcasts. Because podcasters like to listen to other things as well, you know. And uh, <clears throat> I'm looking for something new and different. And there's not a lot of New Japan talk out there that I like. I'll put it like that. You know, there's people who have New Japan podcasts, but I'm not really into what they're doing. And there's people who have AEW podcasts that I'm not really into the way it's being presented. And I found you guys and I was like, oh, perfect. This is what I wanted. <laughs> I just well, wanted like you. two yeah. normal people having a good conversation. Well, you're welcome, but it's true. Um, you know, it's it's a, like a sitting down with your friends. You can open a beer and relax and have a cool conversation about wrestling. That's how I feel when I listen to your show and why I wanted to... Uh, invite you on to this new series because I feel like more people should be listening to you. And right now, you know, you're you're new, and uh, I would like to have more people hop on board. So, um, for you guys, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on for this episode. I, I can't thank you enough for sharing with me and with my listeners. So, if you would please tell them all the good good information, let them know where they can find you, where they can find your show, and all of that necessary information. <laughs> Yeah, well, first, thank you again for having us on. Yeah, we, much we appreciated. truly appreciate it, and thank you for all the, the kind words and feedback. We are at Dojo and Dynamite on Twitter. Uh, we are on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and radio. Uh, a radio app. A radio app. If you go yeah. to Anchor, it shows all the platforms that we're on, but we're on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We're trying to do an episode every single week. Uh, episode seven is going to be dropping probably tonight or tomorrow. Later um, this evening. Thanksgiving kind of threw us off. And then, uh, as Queen had mentioned earlier, we had technical difficulties yesterday where our computer literally restarted in the middle of the podcast. Luckily, it seems to have saved everything, but we have to kind of pick up where we left off and then get it Um edited and published so that'll be dropping soon uh but yeah at dojo and dynamite on twitter all right well you too thank you so much again and this has been the first installment of queenie suggests and as always my dear ones have a great rest of your day and be kind to one another Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Some call it insight. Others call it vision. At Pershing, we call it perspective. A perspective you'll benefit from, from a custodian you can rely on. 
One who can help navigate the big picture and whose products give you a competitive edge. One who considers everything. What will help you succeed today and tomorrow? Open yourself to a new perspective and open the possibilities. Consider everything. BNY Mellon Pershing. Learn more at pershing.com slash RIA. Pershing Advisor Solutions, LLC. Member FINRA SIPC.